Before we start the next episode of the Yalabad Podcast, we have a little announcement. So if you've been listening for a while, right, you will know about Folkery, our service where we interview your loved ones to turn their stories into personal podcasts. Well, it's Christmas, and if you are still looking for a gift, we're launching a promo, man. Terence, have you got your gift sorted out already or not? Uh, no, man. Unfortunately, Black Friday, 11-11, all those sales. Couldn't find anything, man. You couldn't buy anything. And yeah. and if you're listening as well and you still are struggling for a special gift for that special someone, why not Folklory? Especially because we are having a 25% off promotion. Uh, and if you order by midnight, 3rd December, using the promo code ho 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 25 we'll get your podcast ready by Christmas, guaranteed. Okay, by 3rd December, you should have about a good 2-3 to three days and you'll get 25% off. So yeah, by Christmas guaranteed. And if you're still unsure about Folklory, here's what a recent customer had to say about us. I found it very warm and I found it very uh, convenient. And your questions, you seem to... Yes, you were listening and therefore your questions were a reflection of what you were hearing. Mm. I'd I'd be be glad to do... on on any subject that was relevant to me, yeah. I'd be glad to do that even shorter at any time. I see. On any so on any subject that we've touched on, if you wanted more information, I'd love to do it. I see. Okay. Okay. That, that's great. But that's to know. the way that you come across to me. So, if this sounds like something interesting for you, that will make an interesting gift for someone you know or, or one of your loved ones, just visit folklory.com and use the promo code. Ho 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 25 for 25% off. You know, all details are in the description, so do check it out if you're interested. And now, on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news. And the most buzzwordy topics with a touch of what, Terence? Touch of uh, good old family values, man. <laughs> good old family values. <laughs> yeah. Family that, values. Oh, that's everything we're talking about today, family values. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing that must be cherished because they're so easily eroded in this mm. day and age, right, Terence? Yeah. Family easily values. Threatened. Easily, easily threatened, threatened. By, by pictures as well, yeah. Yeah, today's going to be an interesting... It's just one of those days where where the two topics are like, holy mama, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, they're just holy mama. calling out to you yeah, from the moment you read you. them. You're like, okay, uh, this is like a podcast-worthy topic. Yeah. I mean, like, even our our voting process or our process to decide the topics is a lot more straightforward. Lah. Some yeah. days, there's either nothing or some days there's yeah. too much, but today it's just these two plump topics to talk about. Yeah. It's a unanimous decision, unlike yeah, right. unlike in, in <laughs> unlike in some of these topics. Unlike hey, the first Terrence, topic, yeah. stop with the foreshadowing <laughs> and seeding, lah. How much yeah, you yeah, tease? Okay, okay. How much okay, you okay. tease? Yeah. Okay, but, but before uh, that, we always yes. have to. Uh, no, wait. Today's not Monday, so I'm not going to ask you about your wedding. I'll, I'll give it some, yeah. some time. But some yeah, it's room. a midweek. But it seems like a lot of activity, a lot of a flurry of activity going on, all right? Mm-hmm. You mean in general, in uh, in Singapore, in, in news, or just in Singapore, general? in China, in Iran, in the World Cup, 
uh, everything. Mm. Uh, there's just so much going on at this point, right? I can't remember what previous New Year's uh, or Christmas seasons were like, partly because the past two years was so much of an anomaly. But normally mm. it feels like it slows down, right? This one, yeah. things are picking yeah. up, man. Uh, yeah, this one is like the opposite. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I mean, right. I also think that why this World Cup is so interesting in terms of the results, uh, controversies aside, is because it's being played at a different time of year. And you know all mm. those upsets and all. I think I think it has something something to do with it. It's it's unique, uh, and people are getting thrown off, lah. So mm. it's an exciting right. World Cup, like exciting World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because cool, yeah, now we're at the we're yeah. the round where the the basically the final group stage matches already, lah. Right. Correct. So correct, correct. we're starting to see who's going to advance through the competition. Yeah. But yeah. We already got a few into the round of sixteen, so it's going to be an exciting few days, man. Mm. Exciting mm. few days. But before Sweet, all that, man. Yeah, before we plugging. Uh, just, just uh, the good old plug of this podcast. Uh, if you've mm. listened to this, if you've come across it, if it has made you smile, think, or even get angry a little bit, right? Uh, in a productive way, it'd be great if you could just share it with uh one person, at least one person. Send them a link. Mm. Send them a link to our Instagram, our TikTok, and just let's grow the Yalabad community, man. Let's ang- let's get angry productively together. <laughs> angry productively, yeah. You just, said, a, uh, productive, you just said if, yeah, if productive. You just said if yeah, productive anger. This makes you angry. Yeah, productive anger la. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a lot of productive anger that can happen out there. Not destructive, mm. but productive. Productive anger. Yeah. Cool, that's man. Right. Shall we jump right into it? Jump right into it. Uh, yeah. What is is this contentious first issue that uh, you know Singaporeans just can't have reach a unanimous decision about? Yeah, it is the announcement that as of yesterday uh, or. As of yeah, Tuesday, twenty eighth November, uh, the three seven seven A section three seven seven A in Singapore will be repealed, mm. Um, mm. and it was after two parliamentary sessions, uh, totaling ten hours that happened across Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. So Sorry. I saw people posting online that they were watching it live. Like I've mm. never seen people post online about watching Parliament live, uh, mm. almost like mm. an event. Uh, but yeah, the news has been full of it. There's been, I mean, actually very interesting. La, but but generally, that's where we're at now. And now we're going to unpack mm. the shit out of it, man. Yeah. But I think the the repeal was, uh, we knew it was going to go through that, right? Because of the parliamentary, mm. uh, the parliamentary majority that the ruling party, PAP has. Um, but I think it was in the debate where a lot of, uh, there was a lot of interest because mm. of the differing opinions between parties as well, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think that was what made it interesting. Like, it wasn't just the passing of a of a bill or legislation mm-hmm. or amendment yeah. to the constitution. It was a debate where a lot of people spoke. Yeah, and, and I, I don't. Have, so, what was the most pertinent point for in this whole thing for you? Like, like what was the the main issue in this whole thing for you? Uh... I mean, so so just before I jump into that, like the the decisions mm. that came out was that okay, the the three seven seven A will be repealed, but also there was an amendment to the constitution to protect the definition of marriage from legal challenges. Yeah. So those were the right. two the two big things that um came out. Uh, mm. I guess for me, the thing that stuck out was the extent to which this was um debated that that the public knew of. In the sense that mm. previously, I mean, I think it was only a few years ago when they started live streaming parliamentary sessions and people generally took a lot more interest in, in parliamentary debates. Mm, but mm, mm. 
I think for me, I was thinking, oh shit, like every topic is probably discussed like this uh, or debated about, but this is a topic that is so touchy that we got, it became uh, clear of the process. Lah. And I was actually mm. quite, mm. quite how you say, uh, pleased that they went to that extent, even if it's been happening in the past. But yeah, to see it like front and center was interesting. Lah. And of course, what people said here and there, we were back in, uh, uh, jump into it. But what about you? Uh, uh yeah, I think just the, the lifting of the party whip by WP, mm. I think, was a big shock for me. Uh, mm. in the sense that, uh, I think it caught a lot of uh people, uh, uh probably more socially liberal people by surprise lah, that mm. there'll be a lifting of the whip in 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 such an for this issue. Uh, mm. and yeah, like, we can we can dissect that further. Lah. And I'm sure you have uh, like this you have a timeline or something in front of you that you can't wait to jump on and just and, and give people the details of everything that happened. There, right? I mean, it depends how specific you want to get into it. Like. But mm. but before we say that, what, what do you mean by lifting of the whip? Lifting of the party whip? Yeah, so I think the in the parliamentary system, like the different parties, like the leader of the party, uh, it's like they, they have a means of basically getting the entire party in line uh, to vote Single to vote in a singular fashion on a on an issue like, you know, mm. so that that's called the the, the I think that's the role of the whip lah, right? the, the party whip to literally get everyone uh in line not literally sorry to figuratively get everyone in line to to uh even whatever you whether you privately or personally disagree with or something to vote based on the party line lah. Mm. um and so when the leader of the party lifts the whip it means that he allows the the MPs to or the or the, the members of the party to express the views and vote uh freely without mm. without towing the party line. So the for in this case, the ruling party, the PAP, uh did not lift the whip, which meant that everyone has to vote for the repeal and for the constitutional amendment. Uh, whereas Workers' Party uh lifted the whip. Uh that means that they allowed every each uh, member of parliament, workers' party member of parliament, to you know state their their beliefs or state their opinions and 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 also vote uh, in accordance to what they believed as well. Uh. Mm. So basically, yeah. what you're saying is that uh, if you don't lift the whip, basically what I would see as a viewer or member of the public is that okay, this is the party stance. This is what yeah. they feel. But when you lift mm. the whip you can get a feel of like, okay, 95% of this party feels this way and there's a few who feel the other way. So there's yeah. more, almost more transparency, right? Uh, uh, I, I would say, I wouldn't say, I, I would hesitate to just say that it's about more transparency mm. because the whip is about voting. I think what's, what's important in parliament is the vote, right? Who you ultimately vote for. Like you can mm. privately or personally disagree with something, but you uh. have to vote for something. That's what the whip is about, like, you know? I don't think the whip says that you cannot say that you are, you are, you know, you have a, you have private objection to a certain thing. Uh, so, so, so you're still allowed to express yourself, but you mm. have to follow. You can you, you disagree and you commit lah. I yeah. see, I see. Okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that is an important uh, distinction because a lot of people took to the floor in parliament, right? Yeah. A lot of yeah. people shared their views and sometimes when you, when you watch it also, it's like, ugh, this sounds like, I don't know, it, it sounds, 
just certain terminologies and phrases lah. I think mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, Liao, um, what's his name? Gerald Giam, is it? No, not Gerald Giam. Uh, uh, Dennis, Dennis Tan, is it? Uh, no. Shit, what's this? Oh, a PAP member or Workers' Party member or? Uh, PAP, PAP. Oh, uh, okay. I, I will pull it up in a bit. But basically, oh shit, um, let me see. Uh. So, so it, it was interesting because certain things uh, stuck out. Uh, like, you know how a big theme was about how their perspectives are shaped by their friends and how, mm-hmm. how sometimes it it uh, goes against their beliefs. Uh, it was Mr. Lim Biao Chuan, uh, PAP mm-hmm. MP of Mountbatten. Um, I mean, the way he was saying, like, you know, uh, for those that are homosexuals, uh, you know, like the, the like, our, our, uh, th- those people who are homosexuals and all that. So it just felt like the homosexual, the use of the term also, like, you wouldn't say those people who are Indians. Oh, you could. Mm. It just felt very jarring sometimes when you hear some of them say the things that sound like... No, but... It's like what I would imagine my uncle or auntie, traditional uncle or auntie would say. Lah. Even though in the end, he did vote uh, for the repeal. But going yeah. back to the to the timeline, um, I mean, essentially at the end of two parliamentary sessions, uh, the bill to repeal Section 377A, there were 96 votes, uh, 93, 4, 3 against... And mm. with uh, zero uh, choosing to abstain. Mm. And amongst those that were against, it was uh, Dennis Tan, who was a, mm. who was a WP MP, Gerald mm. Giam, also WP MP, and yep. uh, Professor Hoon Hien Tik, nominated MP. Mm. So those two from WP are the ones that uh, I guess a lot of people were surprised by. Mm. Mm. Were you surprised by yeah. that? Uh, like I mentioned, uh, I was uh, quite surprised by Workers' Party lifting the party whip for this action. Because, uh. mm. I mean, I mean, um, the, the the ultimate thing is that um, it came down to Pritam Singh's decision uh, right, as the leader of the Workers' Party, whether he would lift the whip for this. And uh, mm. him, I think, the so in this case, he, broadly speaking, you, you know why he, why how he justified lifting the whip, uh, right? Uh, yes, but please go ahead. No, yeah, I think he justified lifting the whip as saying that it's uh, part of the process of democracy to allow a diversity of voices and viewpoints uh, in parliament. And I'm paraphrasing, right? So mm. so he found it important that to reflect the, the different voices, he would allow his um, his MPs to actually state their opinions and vote vote accordingly based on mm. that. La. So mm. um, that was his justification, which I think later was... Uh, uh, later, Shamugam turned around and and basically uh, said that uh, it was a it showed a weakness in the Workers' Party in the sense that uh, the Workers' Party was not taking a stand on three seven seven A and is trying to be every all things to all men, you know, the, to 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 say to quote him exactly mm. which, which basically means he stand for nothing in, in general mm. So um, yeah, there's two sides. There's two ways. There seems to be two ways to look at this uh, Pritam Singh's decision, uh, But uh, what do you think of it when you first heard about it? Uh? uh, I mean, on one hand, I I thought that okay, you know, like the one thing that we have always spoken about, uh, how you know, PAP, there's no diversity of voices. It's either this or that. It's so binary. There's no mm. gray at all. Um, and 
it's almost like you speak to one PAP politician, it's almost like speaking to any one of them because everybody is so do- dogmatic, you know. So when I first mm. heard he lifted the whip, um, and then I uh, heard and saw excerpts of Gerald Giam and Dennis Tan, and I was like, oh, I mean, in some way, that's, that's good, lah, you know, like... Uh, we can't expect every political party to be completely uniform on every issue uh, mm. because that that is almost unrealistic. La. And you know how like we have seen that if you go all the way left, if you're left-leaning, that's not good. If you go all the way right, that's not good. And how you mm. keep yourself in check is by having diversity of opinions around you. La. So when I first heard it, I was like, okay, that's, that's interesting. Okay, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. But then after thinking about it, it was like, huh, uh, Ultimately, it feels like it would hurt WP because mm. I'll, if you uh, even for the, on the individual level, uh, it's going to be very clear uh, to voters what the the MPs stand for, uh, those particular MPs, right? Mm. In some way, mm. I mean, that's good that you can understand their stance, but to me, it feels like, wow, now everything the WP says, this will be at the back of my mind. That, you know, there are people, mm. it's, not, it's not you united. So that's where I, I'm mm. still on the fence. But what about you? Um, yeah, I just I I I find it hard to take away any positives from Pritam Singh's decision. Uh, to be honest, mm. um, this coming off the back of the whole Raisha Khan incident, where basically I think Pritam Singh's uh, leadership in the WP was questioned, right? What like what is going on with the in the WP ship, right? Why is there so much? dissension within the ranks, you know, long-time Workers' Party cadre, like, uh, calling out their their leader and then eventually quitting the party. And Pritam Singh, you know, whatever it is, um, there seemed to be a very, a very uh, long delay in taking decisive action against, against, uh, uh, taking decisive action in the case of Raisa Khan, right? Mm. That, that's one thing that I think we can all agree on, regardless of the he say, she say, whatever, the facts were of the incident. It just seemed like it took a lot longer than it needed to take for him to resolve the issue internally within the party. La. And uh, a lot of people pointed that to the weakness of leadership. Uh, even though I think he, uh, there, there were also attempts to paint it as uh, that's him allowing his his members of par- uh, allowing his party members to to and uh, you know sort out issues themselves, la, right? Mm. But um, at certain points when when shit hits the fan and and one one uh party member's problems becomes a problem for the whole party that's when that's when the leadership needs to step in right to stop to stop uh worse shit from happening so that's the backdrop of every of, of what, what a lot of people say are saying about workers party and pritam singh's leadership really yeah so in this case to again to bring up the the fact that he wants diversity of voices uh in in a matter like this right um Especially because it's this particular matter, where it's you know about the decriminalization of of uh, gay sex, which on principle I think we've spoken about this before, where the law just doesn't make sense. It's the fact that they don't enforce it all. It just doesn't make sense. It makes a mockery of the whole process of law. Uh, plus, it's I mean it's just discriminatory, like, right, against a, mm-hmm. a particular minority of people. So it's not like it's not like allowing a diversity. Uh, of voices, you know, um, necessarily makes it a better, a better kind of debate. You know what I mean? Like what you said earlier. Like what if the what if the you change the like what the Lim Biao Chuan was saying about 
homosexuals. Uh, you change that the, the word homosexuals to to a certain race, like minority race, like, like Indians mm. or what, right? Yeah. Does him does him saying that in, something like that in Parliament does that make a conversation better? You know, does it make 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 you feel like oh yeah, there's a diversity of voices. His views on race are equally as important as other people's views about race. It wouldn't if he, not, right if, if he starts every statement like you know I have Indian friends, but yeah, <laughs> I don't like the way they behave in groups. But I have Indian yeah. friends. Yeah, I've been in friends, and there's certain things about the Indian lifestyle that make me feel very uncomfortable, la, My personal <laughs> beliefs. <laughs> so if someone said, if you were sitting at a dinner table and someone said that, would you say yes? Thank you for your for sharing diversity. your opinion. Is this is what it means? It's a diversity. You'd be like, "Fuck you! Get the fuck out of my house!" Right? You know, that's the first thing you would do. So in this case, I just find it. I mean. And, and yeah, like what, like, like what I, I think I, ha- I hope I have said it on record before, and nobody digs up some old shit that I said. You got like, Indian friends, I, is it? No, 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 no Indian friends. About the, the <laughs> section three seven seven. I've always, I think I've always believed. I've always said that it requires a, a moral leadership, la, where mm. where you kind of uh, come forward and say, "Hey, this law is not right. It's bad. It's discriminatory." And as much as it might be against your personal, a lot of people's personal beliefs and religion, we have to take a a, a step to to move past it, lah. You know, mm. and that's a that's that's what leadership is about: making uh, unpopular decisions that are for that are for the good of everybody in society, lah. Right. Mm, uh, mm. And then that's what I I believe that um, you know that uh, that's what leadership should be, lah. So as opposed to you know, like, yeah, diversity of viewpoints. Go ahead, please state your, please state uh, your your justification for a discriminatory law that doesn't make sense. But yeah, then, but then, it's, that, that, to me, it doesn't add to the debate, and and that's yeah. So so that's that's why I thought about it. Huh? But but don't you think that even as a layperson, for me, just knowing mm. that in WP there are two people who feel that way, uh, and there's an mm. NMP who feel that way, does it doesn't it? kind of like inform you of the reality of things and I say that because mm. you know how like I mean for me personally until I started listening to the right like right wing commentators I was mm. like yeah they are I, I, they are all just dumbasses I don't understand them blah blah same with Trump supporters same with mm. Brexit supporters and we have seen that happen on a monumental scale with regards to the Trump elections and Brexit where you know what we always hear like that there was this this group of society that no one really paid attention to that no one was mm. even aware of and then yeah. it comes and blindsides us so in this way I would say my impression of WP has evolved I still I mean to me I'm like oh okay there's three people is it a negative evolution is it a positive evolution I'm still shaping my head but in, to a certain extent I feel okay it's better I know what these two people think and what they would vote for as opposed to not knowing mm. um so that that means, uh, w- I mean, uh, I know voting is a very, it's very hard to say just based on one issue, lah, right? Yeah. But your your general feel of Workers Party, like, uh, if push comes to shove, if like you're just basically asked to vote between Workers Party and and the PAP, is that affected in any way by what you've seen? Uh, these three members of Workers Party say. Uh, I mean, I think voting for WP versus PAP just in general is a bit hard. But if it mm. comes down to a certain issue, uh, and, and maybe that's what... So, I'm still on the fence. Whether it was a good thing or a smart thing to do, I'm just thinking from the perspective of me absorbing the news, how do I feel about WP? 
And I think, yeah, it has changed my perception a bit, uh, especially mm. when it comes to specific issues. Or maybe next time when uh, Gerald Giam talks uh, or someone else talks, it just helps me, okay, understand this person better. I totally disagree with what they say. And maybe when it comes to the next elections, they won't even stand. But isn't that kind of mm. the point of having elections so people who uh, don't have the most popular opinions or the best opinions are voted out? Uh, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. But at the same time, um, I, it just makes me confused about what the Workers' Party stands for on various issues. Mm. Because if they can't, if they can't even come to agreement on something that that I mean to me it's it's a quite important issue, it's and it's quite uh, even I mean just hearing all the arguments I feel that it's it's we've heard all the arguments multiple times already laugh over decades already right mm. and if at this point they still can't come to a, a general consensus about it, they still can't put aside their personal religious beliefs in order to come to a a a, a party a party stance. On the issue, right? Mm. Uh, means something. Something is not right, lah. Something's not right in the yeah. house. That means the leader does not have enough clout or control, or not, not say control, because he wants them to have a voice. Fine, he doesn't have enough clout to persuade them that this is they're doing what they what that voting against their conscience is actually for the good of the party or the good of the country. You know what I mean? Um, mm. And and yeah, lah. So so it, to me, it's just it's a very. Uh, yeah, even now now that you know, I know more about WP, but not just about the three MPs, it makes me question whether Pritam Singh has his house in order. Lah. You know? Mm. Is he, mm. has, has, been, has confidence in him been shaken because of the whole Raisa Khan issue that other, the, the, the more senior members of his own party don't even, don't even trust him as a leader. Lah, right? Because even Faisal Manap, who is another WP MP, uh, he also is against yeah. it. It's just that he fell sick. Yeah. Uh, he's got COVID so he couldn't vote. So yeah, I mean, yeah. so then then a, a few things stick out, right? Is it um, is it good? Was it a wise decision from the perspective of like uh, how you say uh, WP's political appeal? Like I actually feel less mm. inclined to support them now, mm. <laughs> a bit, mm, a bit, mm, mm, mm. Uh, a bit, yeah. because the one point you brought up about how the two people who spoke, Gerald Giam and uh, Dennis Tong, they both had their faiths come into discussion. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even if you have like a couple of them, then it totally goes against what we keep saying about how Singapore needs to be secular. Right? Yeah. And separate and religion if, from, from the state. Right? Yeah. And if that is motivating your convictions and your beliefs, that is like, whoa, man, like that's a problem. So, so the mm. more we talk mm. about it, the more I feel like if I had to chart my, my confidence or support of WP, it is taking a, a slight hit, la. even though, mm. I mean, it might be also their, I'm sure they also know that this would come with its own fair share of repercussions, la, both positive and negative. Mm. Maybe that's, yeah. that's that's what they want to to attack. La. You know, PAP would, never, would hardly ever do this. So maybe they're trying mm. to mm. to show, okay, you know, we have nothing to hide. We have yeah. diversity of opinions and that is a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah, they, I guess the one thing to think about is if they had, uh, if Pritam Singh had not lifted the party weight, right? Mm. Um, then after that, you any PAP MP could turn around and say, "You see, Workers' Party essentially just basically just following whatever we do, whatever we suggest, they just follow." You know, what kind mm. of opposition is this? Opposition that just follows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. true, 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 correct, correct. Yeah. So yeah, so the I can see a situation where 
Pritam Singh felt, okay, we are caught between a rock and a hard place. There's no right answer here. Uh, but but again, I go back to like, um, it, when, because lifting the party whip or, or, have, or just enforcing the party whip doesn't mean that your MPs cannot express what their personal views were, right? Yeah, It's yeah, just correct. that when voting as in parliament, you vote as a member of a team, you might vote as a member of a party, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like playing football, right? You know, you have you have a certain formation, and even though everyone wants to run forward and score the winning goal, because that's their dream to score a winning goal in the World Cup final and all that. But you need people to play their role and the formation, all right, in order to win. It's a team game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't have everyone just like okay, let's have a everyone just try. You do what you want to do, and then we we see whether that can bring us forward, lah. That's that's how I feel about it now. Where uh, it it just shows a lot of dissension and and. And maybe this organization within the ranks uh, at WP, there may, might be a little bit of a power struggle uh, going mm. on within the party. Uh, that there can't mm. be that Pritam Singh hasn't been able to reconcile, and he's been forced to, you know, like there are members who just say, "No, I want to say my piece in Parliament, and it's gonna, it's not gonna jive with yours." I'm sorry, you know. Yeah, but and thing, like, uh, like what you said, they can still say their piece because when you listen to some speeches, it almost feels that way. Are they for or against? And then yeah. in the end, they will vote for, like, let's say the PAP and peace, right? Um, yeah. Then maybe yeah. it comes down to the nature of the issue also. Because I totally mm. agree with what you said about how certain decisions, you can quantify it, you can look at ROI, you can look at this, but certain decisions are qualitative. Like, and I'm not just talking policy, even personal life. There's always going to be this thing where mm. you can justify you go one way, but no, there is, there is the... the the moral moral decision to make lah, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I I'm think, sure every day you are facing that kind of thing, right? Now, oh right? yeah, dude. That's why I said the personal <laughs> issue, right? Like, holy like when you're doing your shit. your wedding planning and all that, I'm sure you're facing situations where maybe you and your uh, fiance might not be on the same page about certain things. But uh, talking to family, <laughs> talking to vendors, talking to whoever service providers, whatever, you have to pre- present a united front. And give the same feedback, right? You can't be seen as like waffling, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's on your mind. I know that's on your mind because I, I know that's how it works. I'm through a 24-hour parliamentary session. Okay, <laughs> living through it every day. Yeah, yeah, has she lifted the whip? Has she ever lifted the whip for you? <laughs> no, no. So, so in 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 her defense, I think so far we've been quite united on the front. It is the rest okay. of the political parties, lah. Oh, you know that they come oh. into play. You know, and oh, like, see, you cast see. the vote, everyone decides. Then when parliamentary session ended, ended then something else will come. Some SMS will come. Oh, like, see, huh? See. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, we finished the discussions. Matter closed. Okay, yeah, articles yeah, yeah. have been published. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> And there's no whip. Man. Some got no whip to enforce, <laughs> no, unfortunately. No whip. Yeah, no whip. <laughs> uh, no timing uh, to that that uh, starts and ends it. But yeah, but yeah the, the, the thing about the having the the moral leadership and all this issue is so hotly contested including the second mm. thing about the like uh, like constitutional the, amendment yeah constitutional amendment maybe it is the nature of the case because there are probably some issues where lifting of the whip the lifting of the whip is the best best issue to uh best way to do or a possible way to do maybe issues mm. that are not as as consequential or have caused that much trauma but to lift it on this in some way, it 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 trivializes it, lah. Mm. Right. Well, this is the mm. feeling that that I get just watching and reading, and I'm like, wow, I know you want to be like, okay, we can hear from everyone, but 
maybe it's the nature of the issue. Lah. Maybe it's a, and, and it's a constitutional amendment, right? It's not, say, like, yeah. banning uh, PMDs or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right. I think there's a lot of uh, uh, people online who are very, feel very betrayed by Workers' Party. Mm. Maybe the younger, more liberal voters, especially those who voted in the last election for the first time, you know, or living in Pongo or something, who felt like, oh, you know, this party will represent my more liberal, uh, my more liberal beliefs and everything. Mm. And then now they realize, oh, actually, even within the party, there's like there's, uh, uh, dissension about some of the, the most basic tenets of, of, of social li- uh, liberties and all that, like, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's probably come as quite a shock to a lot of people. I mean, myself, I, I mean, I do consider myself quite uh, generally socially quite liberal about some of these things. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I was just like, um, I, I thought that, you know, if you're going to lift the whip, yeah, like, it wouldn't be for something so that to me is a much more of a, you know, it, you lift the whip on this, you're, you're basically opening up to a lot of, uh, like what you say, like the, the creeping of personal beliefs and religious beliefs into the the into the into the secular space, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe maybe it's just to maybe WP knows that okay, they're they're at least in the short term they will still have some seats in the parliament, you know. Mm, um, mm. but maybe it's to okay, this is who we are. If you don't want them, vote them out, lah. Yeah, you know, maybe it's yeah, a, maybe it's correct, an open correct. call. I mean, it's all speculation, but one thing I am curious is, is they could have abstained, you know, but they voted mm. against. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. The, the second one, the bill to amend the constitution to protect the Sylvia Lim, she abstained. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. And she said it's because it felt like a quid pro quo exchange for the repeal of 377A and mm. it just feels like it could, it could open doors to other things. So she abstained. Whereas for 377A, there were three people who voted against uh, yeah, and so voting against almost, is a very strong statement, all right? Yeah, it's, it's a very a strong statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I mean, tough. I mean, there's 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 a lot of chatter going on. Then of course you have the the minor minor uh things like uh Shanmugam calling WP out for not taking a stance, and then uh Pritam coming and defending mm. it because there's like ten hours yeah, of parliament, yeah. ten hours of parliament. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's right. a lot of speeches you can you can watch on YouTube as well, uh, all the individual speeches. Yeah. yeah, a lot of speeches. Then you got mm-hmm. like some slap on the armrest that Pritam apparently made after uh, her routine. Hurting Ru. Hurting Ru, Hurting Ru did the finish her speech. And after that, he yeah, yeah, posted yeah. on Facebook that he needed to pee. The yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the I, I guess it goes on to that. You know, I think I, I think we talked about it a lot, right? Where, where knowing that the leadership transition within the PAP is about to happen. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this was the the hit that Lee Sien Long was, was willing to, to take for the team. Mm, you mm. know, before Lawrence Hong comes in, that he be the one announcing this uh, repeal of 377A as opposed to uh, leaving Lawrence Wong to be the one to uh, to announce that at the start, nearer to the start of his leadership, no? which would mm. then, which would then, he would have to bear the hit fall, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, it kind of uh, it kind of plays in this whole narrative of like yeah that that um someone has to take the hit for for the good for the good of the party la, right mm. uh for the good of the party for the for the for the sake of of society's progress and all someone has to take that the hit from the more conservative voters and all which which Lee Sien Long apparently is doing for the PAP now 
Mm. Um, so yeah, the, then now we're seeing the flip side of the leader of the opposition sort of, uh, yeah, sort of, uh, opening the door for other people to, to, to speak their mind, which I, I don't particularly agree with. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's at least in, in some way, you know, this 3778, uh, debate has been going on for so long and a few months ago they announced that it will be repealed and then now we saw the debate. I mean... Yeah, there's definitely going to be so much commentary going around on this. Uh, but yeah, if, if if you're listening and you have some strong thoughts, maybe you watch all 10 hours. Uh, wow, yeah. Please, please do chime in. I mean, you watch Double Speed. Uh. Double yeah, speed. yeah, watch Double Speed, yeah. There should be an award, man, yeah. like a badge, you know, to be given to people. If you watch all the, the whole time of Parliament, you should get a badge. Yeah, yeah, or at least like some... Some NTUZ vouchers or something. Some like, you, can, <laughs> you can use to go and buy snacks while watching the ten for the ten oh, yeah, hours. Yeah. Uh, right. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. Another brilliant that's the, I mean idea. That, that, Yeah, that's the process of of uh of you know s- s- civil dis- discourse, like, right? More people watching what goes on in parliament and, and questioning what they see in parliament as well, like, right? I mean there have been people yeah. who have messaged us in the past saying, Can we do like a live reacting to parliament? <laughs> oh, but yeah. ten hours Holy shit, man. Hours, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. like in future, who knows? Who knows, man? Who knows, who knows what who knows. the world has yeah. in store for us? Yeah, it'll be like those, uh, it'll be like football commentary. Lah. We will be commenting on how hard Pritam Singh hit his chair when he got up after yeah, the speech and, and things like that. <laughs> I mean, it was like during the elections, lah, you know, there was that panel of four people. Mm. Um, yeah, 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 that's right. I mean, I think at some point we said in future, maybe the next election, we will be the, the Indian-Chinese pair uh, on the panel. Mm. Instead yeah, of the two correct, academics. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, speaking of uh family values and, and and what's right for the family, right? Uh that mm. brings us to uh a quite a big issue in the world of high fashion that has rocked the world high fashion for the last two weeks or so. Mm. Say since since the Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. And what is this big issue? Uh it's around this uh, luxury fashion brand called Balenciaga. Um, but before mm. I go into what is it, what is it, Terence, what's 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 the mm. what comes to mind when I say Balenciaga? Uh, I know they do very edgy fashion products. Mm. Uh, they've been known to like sell a pair of aged sneakers for really expensive Adidas sneakers, like if anything, uh, for really expensive prices, and they just look like a pair of aged sneakers uh, that they've been worn in. Mm. Um, and 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 that's about it. Uh, that's that's what I remember about them. Why? Uh, no, I was just wondering because the only thing I remember is the, the IKEA bag, the IKEA look mm. bag lookalike. The one yeah, that was yeah, selling so, for like 3000 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that is that Balenciaga specifically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just okay, yeah. It. So, so yeah, edgy, edgy fashion products. Yeah, edgy yeah. almost like with a with a statement or mm. or something like that. So recently, yeah. earlier this month, they, they released their holiday ad campaign. Um, hmm. And... It basically featured two toddlers, uh, two two young children holding teddy bears. Except that mm. the teddy bear, teddy bears are all in like uh, BDSM gear, like bondage, you know, mm. leather straps, um, mm. and costumes and harnesses. But to be so, fair, those teddy bears, those teddy bears with the leather straps were actually handbags that they were selling or they were launching as part of the fashion week. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was it was available yeah. on the the runway as well. So, yeah. so it was yeah, it was part of a fashion fashion line. 
Um, yeah. But it was just uh, <laughs> the fact that uh, there were two kids, uh, like in each picture, one kid holding the bag. Lah. Then mm-hmm. a few weeks later, uh, just like a week ago, November 21st, there was another uh, ad promoting their spring-summer 2023 collection that showed mm. like a picture of a desk um, mm. and there were some like documents on the table uh, and it was discovered that those documents appeared to be documents from the Supreme Court case uh, called mm. United States versus William, uh, a ruling that upheld the act um, to increase protections against child porn. Mm. Mm. So... Of, like at the start of the month, there was uh, the first ad campaign with kids holding these these teddy bears in BDSM gear. A week ago, there was another ad that showed that court documents last. Then the internet erupted and has reached a point where Kim Kardashian has come out and said, you know, like she she's reevaluating her relationship with Balenciaga. Balenciaga is mm-hmm. suing the company behind the creative for twenty five million US and a whole yeah. bunch of shit. Yeah, so but, specifically yeah. suing the company behind the creative of yeah, that, the creative. that featured the bag, that featured the bag on the Supreme Court documents, like, right? Yes, not correct. Not the not the not the one with the child and the BDSM bear, like, right? Ah, yes, 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 correct, yeah, correct, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, right. it's against North Six, um, yes. and the set designer. So, but what made mm. you want to talk about this? Uh? uh no, I think the the whole thing is just like uh. Uh, because of uh, all the imagery that has has been part of it. In fact, I think there's one that you, one more picture that also caused controversy was mm. that uh, there was one particular shot, I think it's the same one of the office table and there's a model with the legs up on the office table. Uh, on the office table, there's one particular uh, coffee table photo book that was by a very edgy artist who, and on the cover of the book, it features uh, naked toddlers drenched in blood uh playing with human like uh, decapitated human body parts la. you know what or, or, yeah. yeah 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 so i mean it, it sounds a lot worse when i say it like that but it's it's meant to be a uh, very edgy controversial art la, you know mm. uh and big, but again it deals with like uh an artist who has images of naked children on the on its cover and its pages like right so a lot of people have taken all these separate photos from separate campaigns and sort of pieced together this this uh conspiracy on, on Twitter la, from what I'm seeing, a conspiracy theory of like uh Balenciaga, you know, being part of some child pornography ring or something like that and trying to make some insinuations about how child pornography should be should should be uh you know, decriminalized or whatever nonsense like, you know. It's basically a lot of like conspiracy theory fuel right mm. um so that has made it into the real public the public sphere and everyone's getting outraged over balenciaga but i think what what to me is is interesting is um you know because you and i we 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 have been part of productions we know that there's a lot of uh, different elements of of any kind of production like whether it's a photo shoot or video shoot or films film shoot or whatever there's you know there's always the creative like director there's then but then there's also like the set designer and then there's like the photographer, and then there's you know the the, the people who working working behind the camera and stuff like that. Uh, and in, in it seems like in this case, Balenciaga is suing the set designer, mm. uh, you know the person who created the set, uh, for the for the Supreme Court documents photo, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they screened them for an amount of 25 million somewhere, like, right? And and yeah. they did it very quickly also. It was like within a matter of days as well that they decided to sue the, the set designer. So I'm just like wondering, is it is it really something that Balenciaga can can lay the responsibility for at the feet of the 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 people who designed the the set, as opposed to you know take responsibility themselves for a campaign that they approved? Mm. So to, to to me, that's a that's a, a big debate lah about the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, like to like Balenciaga, they responded pretty fast and they posted a quite a lengthy worded statement on Instagram. Um, mm. Just, just to to quote some things. Okay, we like to address the controversy surrounding our recent ad campaigns. The first campaign, yeah, it was a gift collection. They did admit that uh, should not have been featured with children. Uh, this was mm. a wrong choice by Balenciaga. Uh, but the yeah. second one that you were just talking about, um, they did say yeah, it was meant to replicate a business environment. Uh, included a photo. Uh, all items included in this shooting were provided by third parties that confirmed in writing that these props were fake office documents, which is what you said, like mm. the set designer, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and they did say it's most likely coming from the film, filming of a television drama. Uh, mm-hmm. The inclusion of these unapproved documents was the result of reckless negligence for which Balenciaga has filed a complaint. We take full accountability mm-hmm. for our lack of oversight. And then they talked about the few steps that was going ahead. La. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I mean, and and just to clarify, what what I mentioned just now the documents, it's it's actually um, uh, from a court case that protected uh by freedom of speech the promotion of child porn. So that court mm. case kind of said you can promote child porn because it's free speech, which mm. is fucked up, lah, right? So it's very controversial, yeah. Yeah, it's very con- controversial. So like the the reason you brought up the the set designer thing you know i mean okay so for our tv shows and all we also have set designers we also have props mm. um mm. so what 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 what's some stuff about the set design process Terence, that maybe someone who hasn't been involved in set designing might not be aware of uh i mean yeah so the the reason these roles have to be separated right like you can't have the director do all that is because it's just too much to do, like, right? The director ultimately, yeah, you're not only dealing with the the set and the shot and the lights and the cameras and everything. You're dealing with the talent. You're dealing with the uh, the client. You're dealing with a lot of different aspects of 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 everything, like You have to make you have to make all these little decisions for everyone, like. So definitely, the director would have left some leeway to the set designer to uh to you know like um make decisions or, or you know, decide to put certain things on, on the table or, or during the shoot. But ultimately, doesn't the bucks still stop with the, the director? And if not the director, then the creative agency behind the, the campaign. And if not a creative agency, then the client who, who has the final oversight over everything, right? Mm. So to me, it's just, it's, it's kind of like um, Balenciaga trying to throw somebody under the bus in order mm. to save their own skin. Uh, because ultimately, the photo was taken. It was, you know, reviewed by, uh, you know, the, the director or the photographer. Then it had to be reviewed by some creative agency behind the campaign. Then it had to be reviewed by the executives at Balenciaga. Then it had to be reviewed by the bosses of those executives at Balenciaga before it actually goes out, right? Mm. So so to, to suddenly turn around and say that, oh, it's the set designer's fault, I, f- I feel like, it's a bit of abdication of the responsibility and trying to to blame someone else for 
for you know the the the, the very lazy attempt at being edgy or something lah. You know. Mm. So they they lifting the whip on this, is it? <laughs> no, no, not just lifting the whip, but <laughs> like lifting the whip and you whip the person, then throw them under the bus. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, because it is true. Like anyone listening who's been in the creative space, either as as a creative or in marketing or sales, you know that any campaign, any visual is scrutinized to the max. I mean, yeah. even for people who post on Instagram uh, regularly. I mean, if you have edited photos, yeah. you know that you can really go into details. La. So for this kind of campaign, which is a global campaign, confirm mm. you would have like hundreds of pairs of eyes looking at it, right? Yeah. Everything so, is scrutinized. Everything, yeah. Everything is scrutinized. And like, I mean, let's say if we were doing a TV show and I was acting and you were directing and for some reason, the makeup artist put like like uh, like super thick eyebrows on me. If I went to you, yeah. Terrence, I'm like, why are my eyebrows so thick in the scene? And you told mm. me, yeah, oh, sorry, the makeup artist did it. I'll be like, no, 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 fuck you. Yeah. You were looking at my face in the screen yeah. and it's on you. Eh? Yeah, exactly. It's on you, right? So so this one, that's why it feels like there's more to it than whatever we are seeing. Um, mm. Mm. It just feels like, I mean, in this day and age, you see Balenciaga who clearly understand media, clearly understand... I don't know, like a, a a good amount of human psyche and and thoughts to do this just feels like like children. No, children is almost more universal things you don't go close to. Yeah, in yeah. terms of exploitation, like like uh any condescension, anything. Kids mm. just stay away from kids, but they still you, did you, this. But you think there's a possibility because every photo seems to have something related to. Uh, almost exploitation of of children, right? The Illuminati, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, not Illuminati. Maybe they were just trying to be really cheeky in the advertising, where every little photo, every photo has some has some little uh, uh, Easter egg, so to speak, in it that 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 points towards something's very something very controversial. You think that is just maybe they thought, oh, this is all oh, such it's so cool, it's so edgy that we're doing this. And nobody will actually notice it. Maybe, or maybe they'll notice it years later. Do you think there's a possibility that they thought that, that executives were thinking that way and then uh, it's become, it's sort of backfired and then when people could immediately call them out and then started to piece all of it together? I mean... Almost too, almost too successful like, in that sense. Like, okay, I I don't think they are dumb people. Uh, like, just, mm. just give me a benefit of doubt that, okay, these people are, are dumb. I mean, if you're... An agency working with Balenciaga, I'm guessing you had the, like, Balenciaga probably can have people knocking on them to be their creative agency. Phot- mm, photographers mm. knocking on them. Even employing the staff of Balenciaga, they're not going to be dumb people. I almost mm. feel that maybe because in the past when they've skirted with controversy, it's almost one of those things that just makes them more popular. Mm. And with mm. how fast people forget shit these days, right? Maybe even they, after calculating, taking into account the risk assessment, the benefits mm. of this is still going to outweigh the downsides because it just feels too dumb to do this. Mm. Too mm. dumb. Um, mm. They might lose Kim Kardashian, but I don't know, maybe maybe there are other people that they want to work with. Yeah, it, it just feels like can't be a slip off. Can't be they didn't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe what it was is that they thought it was something edgy, but somehow when it comes to child abuse and images 
of that 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 kind of hinted or referenced child abuse. That's when it really crosses the line for a lot of people, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, even if even if you're like just artist or the coolest artist and all that kind of thing, you just don't want to go there, lah, right? Because yeah, you're 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 talking about uh yeah you're talking about something that I think regardless of your religious beliefs or yeah. whatever political just, slant. <laughs> political slant, whether you workers party PAP or you lifted the whip or don't lift the whip. You just don't go to. You just don't go there, lah. Right? You just yeah. don't make a joke about that. You don't. You don't make references to that because it's it's stuff that like you know, traumatizes people, traumatizes families for life, lah. Right? Uh, mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's that may be where they have maybe they in some they were thinking that they were you know just being a bit a little naughty, a bit edgy, but they didn't realize that that it would. <clears throat> cause this kind of reaction right yeah that, that you know even Kim Kardashian would oh I reevaluate my relationship no not that 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 should uh, deter anyone from from doing anything whether edgy, Kim Kardashian gonna reevaluate yeah. or not <laughs> what are the odds yeah. of that yeah mm. but it's very different being edgy for making a, a bag that looks like Ikea bag or making a selling a pair of 700 pound sneakers that, that look like just worn out sneakers versus like you know anything having anything that promotes uh, child exploitation or abuse, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's somewhere in there. There's a line that 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 says "do not cross," and do they not might, cross I think kids. they, yeah, yeah, I think they they cross that line this time, lah. Yeah, and I mean, do know like, but have you seen a lot of news in Singapore about it? I I haven't um, actually seen much. Yeah. No, but I mean, Singapore is not exactly the the fashion mecca of the world, lah, right? <laughs> We've been. <laughs> Other than no, the Benjamin King and a bunch of other influencers and 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 some rappers, you know, the who really wears Balenciaga out and about lah. Or if you are unless you are like an auntie at Paragon or something lah, right? Mm. You but really it, wear Balenciaga walking around, yeah. But then, like the fact that yeah, they are, they are in fashion, which is already an industry that has so many issues of exploitation and uh, yeah. underage labor to do this. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe they're gonna unveil something in the coming week as one big like it's a prank. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And this coming off the fact that they also just cut ties with Kanye West as well. Uh, uh, or Ye, they cut ties Ye. with Ye because of his anti-Semitic beliefs or anti-Semitic uh, oh, rants, la, Right. I tell so, you, so right. they've not had a they've not had a very good month or so, la, Yeah. Dude, I tell you, this this just like the new marketing playbook. Just do something so controversial <laughs> because people will lose their shit but the next week they won't. You know what? Let's just do some podcast on some ridiculous topic that mm. people hear only to like, oh my God, that will yeah. get us global attention. Global yeah, yeah, attention. Yeah. You know, yeah. global attention. And then after that, we just put some Instagram post saying, we're sorry, we should have done better. We are suing the company that makes our mics, you know, to allow us <laughs> to have these discussions. Yeah. Uh, even Reddit, yeah, but we will do better, lah. But then, by then, we got more followers already. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but also, <laughs> yeah, be you'll be uninvited from a lot of places, and you might not be able to hold your wedding at, at whatever you're, you're planning to hold your wedding and all that, lah. Yeah. <laughs> I I released yeah. the episode at the wedding, uh. You know, I go yeah. up like I'm like I wasn't planning to give a speech, but you know what? Why not a one hour podcast? And then I just play. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, uh, are we are we being too prudish about this whole thing? You feel in what like, sense? Like if you if you were thought to talk about this to your dinner parties with other Singaporean people, they'd be like, whatever, you know, I don't care. 
Nothing I mean, to do like, with me. About the issue or about just the concept of like you having a child wear a teddy bear kind of thing? Uh, both are both, yeah. You know, like maybe you ask you ask an actual parent, you'd be like, oh, it's, it's quite cute, it's quite funny, you know. Mm, mm. I mean, then then it goes down to the thing like, what? I mean, it's just a picture you don't like, you don't look. Ah. You mm, don't like, you don't mm. look. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what, what's wrong with that? Well, I mean, like, yeah, that, that's art. an argument, all right? Yeah, it's art. Uh, it's not, It's. I mean, it features a child, but it's not directed at children. The ad is for adults who can afford to, to buy Balenciaga and obviously a child's not going to buy that, right? Mm, mm. I don't know, man. This one just feels like it's a bit too, too, how you say, uh, with children, uh, with children, I think it changes things. Like, uh, I mean, the, the biggest thing is that for minors and all, mm. it, it's easy for them to get exploited lah, for yeah. a whole bunch of reasons. So this one, I don't know, man. I, I would like to hear from someone who thinks there's really no issue with this and that, you know, it doesn't erode family values. It doesn't mm. erode family values because ultimately, if a child sees that, will they engage in BDSM or get BDSM teddy bears? Probably not. So yeah. why does it matter? Yeah. Freedom of speech, right? It should be allowed to... Freedom of speech. It should, it should be allowed. I, I guess, yeah, what you said is true, like, isn't that? Uh, when you actually show children, uh, I mean, even down to like taking a photo like that, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, the was there, <laughs> did the did the parent were the parents there to consent to, to you know the use of these of, of these uh BDSM bears and everything, and I I mean I hope they have all that the the I I hope I hope they had everything lined up, lah. Yeah, because every time you have a minor on set a child on set and all, you need to really make sure that um, yeah, the parent is there to to consent to anything that, that they ask the child to do, lah, right? Mm. So, yeah, it just becomes very touchy when there's, when there's a child involved and, and then that's why I feel like it's it's not like, it's not as simple as just saying, oh yeah, freedom of speech, you can you can say and do whatever you want because there literally is a minor in the in the photo, lah, right? Maybe, yeah. yeah, exactly. What about the, the parents? I, I mean, I mean, but even the, if the parents, even the parents say, oh yeah, this is totally normal and all that, do you think people will accept that? Okay, yeah. So this parent says it's okay for their child to be exposed to this kind of thing. No, so the parent says, you know, we got paid $200 million each and we have secured the world-class education for our kids and their kids <laughs> and their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then how? Which, yeah. Then uh, it becomes yeah, a case of like, uh, yeah, la. I mean, there will always be people who would find this okay. Then it becomes a question of moral leadership. Terrence, mm, mm, who is correct. the Pritam Singh in Balenciaga? Yeah, who who's allowed allowed this shit to be uh, uh, executed? You know, um, mm. uh, I mean, yeah, like uh, it just feels like um, yeah, I don't know, man. It feels like there, there's something there. I mean, now that there's a lawsuit, there will be follow ups like, to to probably happen. Uh, there will be. It's yeah. already public. The celebrities are yeah. talking about it, so it's not going to die off anytime soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, even for us, right? Yeah, even for us, I think when we were filming our TV series and all, there were some, uh, it, it was an adult uh, rated TV series, like, right? Yeah. But there was also a child on set uh, at certain points. Uh, and and I think we were we were very careful to make sure that the the point, the, the parts where we we're filming the more adult adult scenes and everything and or the, where there were more adult props around uh, we had to separate them from the child, right? And not have the child even 
even run up to the point where the child's like, eh, what's all these adult things oh, like yeah, lying yeah, on the yeah, table yeah. and all correct, that, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, I think correct. we made it, we made very, we made, we took a lot of steps to ensure that that didn't happen. Uh. Yeah. Mm. So, so wow. I feel like, yeah, somewhere along the line, somebody just basically dropped the ball and said, oh, you know, it's okay. Well, it's just, a, it's just a picture. It's funny. You know, it's, it's, it's edgy. It's funny. Picture. And they didn't think about, didn't think about the larger, the larger picture of things. Uh. Yeah. Oh, interesting week, man. Just mm. over the past yeah. few days. Yeah, for the past few days. Heavy shit. But yes, uh, if you yes. have any strong thoughts about this, please please uh, head on to our subreddit and let us know. But mm. speaking of subreddit, uh, do you have a one-shot comment? As well? uh, yes, I do. My one-shot comment mm. actually comes from Instagram. Uh, it was mm. a private DM, so I won't mention a name or anything. But this person says that they love our podcast and that my... Uh, I mean, I'll just read the message. Uh, my mm. partner and I have been listening to it together during our car rides, beach tanning, and gym sessions. Enjoy the perspectives you both provide, added some sparks to our day, to conversations that were once mundane. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And I mean, I, I, I guess I've never thought about it this way that sometimes people listen to podcasts alongside other people. Which mm. I guess makes mm. it fun. La. Like, I mean, if it was any one of us just covering the, the episodes on our own, it'll also be boring. Uh, mm-hmm. so and also I know when I was watching what's that Korean dating show that I, I was obsessed with for a while fuck the one at the beach fuck shit oh Inferno S- Singles Inferno Singles, singles Inferno. Inferno if I watched yeah. it alone I'll be like mm. but because I watched it with my fiance it was fun to just go along the, the with the ride with, with them so I mean so what do you mean when you watch it alone when you watch it alone you just mm. <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> What's that mean? What, what noise is that? I made that noise. I don't know. Yeah, you made that noise. I was like, yeah. what do you mean by that? <laughs> I mean, I was like, mm, like no, like, it won't be as fun if I watch it alone because then oh, you can't... Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Then you so thought, that's why? Not, not that noise. <laughs> no, that's why I didn't know what, like, what, what noise <laughs> are you making. <laughs> yeah, What's I know. Watching it alone like, I was watching Singles Inferno, then all the girls in bikinis that I was like, hmm. Yeah, no, 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 no. Singles Inferno <laughs> is about, about social dynamics. You know, ah, I see, I see. it's about Got human it. interaction. So yeah, so shout out to the person who sent us that message. And what about you, yeah. man? Um, I think in response to us talking about the COVID protests in China, episode 344 on Reddit, uh, Sometimes Incorrect, has posted something really interesting uh, from his or her perspective as a Singaporean working in Shanghai and uh, just experiencing this protest, which uh, quote unquote is unreal. So mm. nothing of this scale has ever happened in China since the Tiananmen Square incident. Uh, so yeah, I think, you, you know, I, I encourage anyone who wants like a Singaporean perspective on the ground to read this post by Sometimes Incorrect because I think that's that's the hardest part, right? Getting like real verifiable information out of China. And I think this uh, Yalaba listener and Reddit uh, commentator has given a very good breakdown of... Uh, what he or she is, is experiencing on the ground and, and why and how the Chinese people on the ground are thinking about certain issues. Uh. Yeah. Mm, it's very mm. interesting. Yeah. So yeah, wow, shout out to cool. Sometimes Incorrect. Yeah. Sometimes Incorrect. Cool. Yeah. And what about the, the one shook thing, man? Uh, my one shook thing actually also is related to, to China because I think I just got been very interested to try to understand what is happening on the ground in China and how people are thinking. And I found one podcast that was doing a weekly podcast uh, in the middle of November that talks about events uh, in China and mm. they they have a lot of uh, 
insight on on how people on, uh, in China are reacting on on Chinese social media or or being at the protest itself and seeing what people are doing. So yeah, do check out this podcast. It's called Drum Tower. Just just launched a couple of weeks ago. Oh, Drum Tower. But like, how how do you keep discover new podcasts like this? Uh? My podcast discovery thing is a bit lacking. So I'm also looking for a few new podcasts. Yeah, I think Spotify sometimes suggests new podcasts. And mm. uh, I try to give them like a play, uh, at least one episode or something, and then see whether it's interesting for me from there. Because I mean, even podcasts itself, I don't listen to every podcast from every, every episode from every podcast either, like, right? Mm. Uh, I usually wait until there's something that I'm particularly more interested in. Then, then, I, I, then I click through on it. So I think I just happened to be looking up China COVID on, on Spotify and then then this came came up as well, yeah. Oh, I see, I see, I see. But so, yeah. but and you listened to how many episodes so far? Oh, only one because it's only. I think they've only had like three episodes so far, or two episodes. So, uh, it's still a very new podcast. But but the fact that it's uh economist reporters on the ground in Taiwan and China, I think it's 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 quite interesting. Yeah, because I've also been. I mean, I I've been seeing a few more articles say, oh, you know, the West is blowing out blowing up the, the issues in China and like it's not that bad and all. But I'm also starting to see a bit more from like, yeah, people in China saying, yo man, it's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. That's right. So, oh, yeah. but that's cool. That's cool. And what is cool, your cool, one cool. shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing is um, this, this one article in particular from a website that I think I may have spoken about Previously, maybe not as a one shooting. The website used to be called Brain Pickings. Um, what? What? Pickings, and now sorry? they're Brain Pickings. Like brain you know your pickings. brain. Okay. Yeah, okay. Brain Pick, and it's basically a, a one person show. Um, mm. It started by I mean, it started by Maria Popova. It, mm. It's been running for like thirteen years, and it's always just articles that do exactly that. Like they they pick your brain, and it's very thoughtfully written. And a few years ago, they changed the the name to the Marginalian. But mm. there's one article which came out, I think, a few or oh, last year, called 13 Life Learnings from 13 Years of Brain Pickings, like, where she just mm. talks about the process of building uh, brain pickings and certain things that stuck out to her. Because she writes about a lot of different things, like from specific writers or biographies, but specific thoughts and all very eloquently. Like. And mm. these are just 13 things that she learned. And I'll just read out one that, that I, when reading it, I was like, wow, fuck, that's beautiful, man. So, Number eight is Seek Out What Magnifies Your Spirit, which was said by Patty Smith in discussing William Blake and her creative influences. So um, they talk about writers and artists who magnified her uh, spirit. Uh, and just the, the phrase, you know, like uh, magnify your spirit, like uh, talking about the people, ideas and books that magnify your spirit. I just thought the phrasing was nice. And these 13 points are all similar like that. And of course, there's a whole bunch of articles that she's written in the past and it just mm. makes for very thoughtful reading. Mm, Some other articles mm. are like The Difficult Art of Giving Space in Love, How to Grow Old. Uh, so when you're feeling reflective and all, right? Wow, this website mm. is super power, man. And it's just one person. One mm. person doing it. So, She's got so, like four million followers or something. So the singles inferno magnify your spirit? Uh, no, it, but it magnified <laughs> the spirit of my fiancé. Uh, no, my fiancé magnified my spirit while uh, watching singles inferno. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about finding people who magnify your spirit. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. hear, oh, like the five people around you shape you the most. But I just thought the phrase, magnify your spirit. Who mm. are you as a person? What is your spirit? And find people who magnify that. But you you hold the magnifying glass under the sun, later you'll catch fire. Fuck then, you, okay. lah, there. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to point it out, lah. I have to point it out. Don't go too close to the I don't open care sun. what you say. Yeah, and you know yeah, what? Yeah. The past five minutes, you haven't been magnifying my spirit, okay? <laughs> Yeah, no, I've been no more. No I've more. been putting a magnifying glass on your one <laughs> on your one shop thing, and then not happy. <laughs> Diversity yeah, of voices. You, this is what you want, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Diversity of voices, but sometimes the whip deserves to be put, and the whip, the whip deserves to be given out, lah. One shot whip, magnify one shot whip. <laughs> to all those listening, okay. If someone like you, like Terence, doesn't magnify your spirit, you know, take a break. Yeah, yeah take, take a, a break. break. Yeah. yeah, you have one short whip. Stick to the things. Yeah. One short whip. <laughs> Use it. Yeah. Use it, man. But yeah, that, cool. that's it for today, man. Thanks for All listening, right. everybody. <laughs>